What up, everybody? It's your boy Strudel. Welcome to the Strudel Hines Podcast Show. It's yours truly. I have a special guest today. I want my special guest to introduce himself. Hey, what's up, y'all? Shaw Black, uh, Shawcast Network, head of Toast After Dark. How you feeling? I'm feeling great. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, bro. That's good. Good hey, to have you in studio, Shawcast Studios. We definitely here. So look, I wanted I wanted to do something today. So I want to ask you a few questions. Okay, I'm ready. What is the engine behind your story? What inspired you to start podcasting? Ooh, <laughs> you was just, I didn't know you was going here. <laughs> all right, all right. No, what started me to start podcasting was um, I have a voice. Obviously, I started doing poetry. Mm-hmm. And that led me into I wanted to expand it beyond just the standard format of poetry, right? And just talk to the people. And so, what's a better way to talk to people? Hmm. What do I do all day at work? I listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. So why don't I just try out podcasting? And then eventually, that's what I ended up doing. I tried it out. I, uh, I remember when you started doing it. I was like, I'm supposed to get my. We were supposed to start together. If you remember, mm-hmm. you started doing yours. I'm like, man, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. And I pushed it off for a minute. Then the pandemic came. I was like, you know what? It's the perfect time. Perfect time. Perfect time. All right, so you started a podcast. What was going through your head as you was going through the motions? Was it like, uh, hope this don't be a failure? Or like, what are some of the things that was going through your head as you were starting a podcast? You know, I didn't look at it in terms of success or failure because um, I knew it was going to be a struggle. I'm not new to entertain the entertainment world. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I wasn't worried about that. I figured consistency would be key. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't necessarily worried about that. What went through my mind more so was certain quality aspects. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why I wait so long is because I'm very particular about how I want to sound, how I want things to be presented, how I want things to look, which is why it took so long for us to even come on video. Mm-hmm. I was very particular about not just putting anything on air just to say I have video. Right. I wanted it to be kind of streamlined, kind of look neat, nice and neat. You don't have to be the best, but look nice, presentable situation. Do you feel like you took the same approach with podcasting as you did with poetry? Like, did you, do you feel like you took that same approach or was it a different approach with it? See, with, with poetry, for me, it was all about learning the ropes first. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was about looking the way everybody else was doing, seeing where, I mean, it's similar in that way. You look at what everybody else is doing. You see what they're not doing. You kind of look at what you want to do. You kind of find your niche, that little thing uh, that you may be looking for. Um, but in terms of the approaches, I mean, it's different. It's different forms of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, with poetry, it's more serious. It's more got to teach you something. You know, got to learn something. Um, and sometimes it's not. Poetry could be anything. That's what they say. Poetry could be anything. But podcasting literally can be anything. It's cooking shows. There's Shows about marijuana. There's shows about hip hop, jazz, mm-hmm. talk, uh, black culture. So I found more freedom in doing this than doing anything I else. Know. So I want to stay on the poetry subject just a little bit. See, now that both of us have, we both had our own right. How many poetry albums did you have? Come on. I did two proper, mm-hmm. and I did about four little EP mixtape stuff. Okay. Now with both of us being like, in the spoken word game, poetry game, a little bit more. How did that 
what was the process of that working on your first one? Ooh. Like what was like what was going through what was going through your head when you was Ooh. when you was being in creative mode? It's funny you say that because I'm I'm approaching 15 years mm-hmm. of being in the game of doing. By the way, you you was one of the inspirations behind me starting it. Well, thank you. I I wouldn't have done it if I didn't see you take the length of doing it. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you too. I see you doing your thing. I said okay, Sterling. <laughs> I, I it, it was it was it was great, but it's not about me. Go ahead. <laughs> but, um, what, I'm sorry. What was the last question? Uh, what was the like? Pretty much, what was the driving force doing that? What was your, your thought process? What was the creative mode? How did you get into creative mode while doing the first uh, poetry album? Oh, okay, okay. So for me, I I work a little backwards. Mm-hmm. And you may remember this from here's a little history, people. Me and Sterling used to. Uh, plans to make venture in the hip-hop world when we were younger mm-hmm. and i don't know if you remember this but we used to make the album and the album titles first we both did that yes before the before the writing process yep and i still do that mm-hmm. so i came out with a uh i wrote a poetry album called black king spills mm-hmm. i knew the title was gonna be black king spills and from there i formed a format i made a whole 17 track Playlist of songs or poems I wanted to have. Mm-hmm. Now, some of them, I mean, I made altercations to what actually became natural, but the general idea and theme for this album is going to be this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have this many tracks, this many skits. Uh, we, we did skits back then. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and this is what I was going to do. Uh, what I wanted to do was I wanted to do everything on my own at the time, but I couldn't. I didn't have the resources, the funding, the backup, anything. So I I had to outsource everything. Right. It's so much easier working like that now because how much stuff technology yeah. has upgraded nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I went to um, Harry and Nimba Graphics for my cover art. Shout out to him. Uh, I went to KVKF for the studio time and recording and the beats and the instrumentals. Shout out to him, KVKF. And we came out with a dope project. I think it was... It's probably one of my finest works in terms of complete whole albums, but it's such a rookie out. Like I listened to it the other day, and it was such. It's it's so young, but but it's me at twenty two. Yeah, I think that's how I look at my first project. My first project, I only had seven, and from this project and recently releasing the second project, you could tell a difference, a major difference. You know what I'm saying? Um, Working with the first album. Yeah. First album, like, it was just, I was working, because I was working from Hurt with the first album. So po- Poetry from Pain is always the lead off. Yeah. Most, a lot of my poetry comes from Pain. Yeah. A lot of it. And that's how I that's how I created Burning Rose, because I was working from a Hurt place. Listen to Hurt. Hurt is from, if you listen to Hurt, Hurt is from a more stable place, of because it's like a, it's like a mood that you kind of be in, like you saw in the process of healing. So, Burning Rose is the fall. Okay, it's the hurt, the pain. Hurt is the is the process of healing. The next one is going to be me being almost there. And then the last one is going to be the completion. Okay, 
So you, your whole album has a theme. Like the, all the albums have one big theme. Yes. Like Avengers. Like Avengers. And yeah. The okay. I see what you're doing. The, the creativity. The creativity for me came like just from inspiration of her and things of that nature. I kind of I had more fun doing the second one. Well, yeah. The first one's always you're nervous. Yeah. You don't know what to. You don't know what to do. You don't know what to expect. So, I get that. Like the first, the second one was more of a fun process. I didn't have any doubt with the second one. So now, you know, first one, I'm definitely gonna kind of redo the first one and kind of re-release it. You should wait a while. Yeah, that's why. That's why. I'm, that's why. I'm wait, wait about five years. Yeah. Hey, let's, I look. I guess the question I I was looking for is like, how did you know who was what, and what was it? Because I know finding the perfect, because it's the perfect team to me. It yeah. everything yeah. went together so well the way that all of us jail. Like the question I'm asking is like, did it just kind of come together, or you was just like sitting back from afar, like re riches and <laughs> I definitely, I, I definitely sit back from afar and think about what pieces and what do I need. Uh, the first person, I mean, we did a couple episodes. Remember, our first few episodes was early. Mm-hmm. And that's, I call that, even though that's still part of season one, I call it season zero. Mm-hmm. Those first few episodes at Mom's Basement, yeah, that was like season zero. I, around January, like when we added Emma, I think I was like, okay, that's this is a bet. Mm-hmm. She's just well with us. She's doing her thing. I was like, and then when May came along, I was like, this, like everything started to come together naturally. Me and you was already good, so I knew that was going to be fire. I was worried about, uh, funny thing, I, I tell this to him all the time. I was worried about Rob and Christian and the way Christian presents himself and carries himself. And but it Rob, was perfect. And Rob was more on the hood side a little bit. I didn't think they were going to match up, but it matched pretty good. Well, they're, they're best of friends, you know, almost down there. I think that it gelled together. Because how we were so different, but the same in certain ways. Yeah, that too. You know, it's almost like the Avengers. Like, oh, he has his power. This is his power. But for some reason, we... I I call us... My my joke, my inside joke is we are the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. You you have these five or six ragtag people that look or act nothing alike for the most part. And they all come together. We all make magic together. I think that's beautiful. It is. So before before we um before we get about here, I want to tell a funny story about how me and Shaw Black met. <laughs> <laughs> so look, me and this dude, we working at Wendy's, right? So I meet him, and I asked him what I asked you. Can you can you sweep the floor? Yeah, I asked him like, can you sweep the floor for let, me? Let, let's add a let's add a tad bit of reference. It's obvious that the supervisors had on like polo shirts and the workers had on like these button-ups or vice versa, whichever one. So it was obvious of who was a supervisor, who was not. Okay, continue with your story, Sterling. <laughs> so to go further with this story, I'm like, hey, um, Shy. I called about his real name at the time, but I'm like, Shy, uh, can you sweep your floor? He's like, you ain't no manager. You ain't got on no manager shirt. And I just look at him like, this motherfucker. <laughs> And we we beef for the first for the first couple months with one another. Not hard, but it was just like, man, I don't like that kid. When I, <laughs> when I look back at that too, it's funny because around that time, and I'm gonna tell you why I knew we were destined to be friends. 
God, like, it's funny. God speaks to me in certain weird ways, right? Like, I used to joke around that time when somebody, like, played a dozens with me or we joke around or even if it's not a joke, like, if I'm really talking shit to you, I would say something to the effect of blah, 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 your mama, mm-hmm. right? And someone was like, mm, don't say that. And I was like, and when I found out everything about you, I was like, oh, thank God. I'm glad I didn't say that. Because <laughs> we'd have been big <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we, we came together. That was, Everything was meant to be because, man, we remember we was trying with the whole creative thing. We came together on the music, hip-hop. Yeah. We used hip-hop yeah. heads, just music heads, and it was the phones. Then it was like every- Oh, yeah. I remember you used to sell Metro. <laughs> <laughs> You used to advertise them like, hey, hey, man, hey look here, man. I got this phone. And this phone does this. It's only $20 a month, whatever it was back then. It would, didn't seem like I used to sell Metro. It did. You was very pro Metro. Yeah, I, I was I was for them when they first started. And, you know, I stopped doing that because I, it was kind of corny. I, I didn't believe in them. I wanted to go to the big boys, at, back to the big boys after that. That's funny. So, man, this, this has been a pretty good interview. You didn't even know I was going to do this. I had no idea. This is dope. This is this is why I've been wanting to do this episode for a long time, but I feel like people should know, know more about you. Just put it out there. I appreciate that. You know, I don't. You know, we we made we made a lot of magic together over the past years. Yeah, to come and meet in the dead middle of something nice, beautiful. Yeah, it is. And what's next for me is um, expanding the Shotcast Network. Of course, um, I'm back in the poetry scene. Um, I'm doing Wine Toast Poetry. Mm-hmm. That's going to be fire. I'm going to be featured on there. Definitely, definitely. So it's just about working what I have right now between the poetry and the podcasting and just expanding and building. At this point, I want to be a river, uh, a river of knowledge, a river of help. You know, I don't want to take away. I want to add to it, and I want to leave a legacy. For my right, kids. and I think I'm going to spend more doing more producer work working more behind the scenes with a lot of other people in the future and uh, continue to write, man. I start back writing music again, you know, so I'm be writing. I'm, I'm going to get my knee on again. Okay. Know? Okay. That's fire. <laughs> and people, so people just, if you hear something, it's going to be one of the moments where y'all hear something and y'all going to see the credits and it's just, it's going to be magic from, from here on out. That's what it's about. I'm telling you. All right, people, that's been our show. This has been the Stutter Highs Podcast Show. Like I said, this is, to me, it's going to be one of the dopest shows. Y'all got to check it out, man. Shy got a story. We all got a story, man. Check it out. This was just the start. I'm thinking about doing part two, but he don't know it. But <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's been our show today. Peace. Peace.